Welcome to Siri Fast Five, where we detail hot topics in commercial real estate in five minutes or less. I'm Carly Iacono, and tonight we are talking about retail bankruptcies, restructuring, and the path forward. So this really doesn't come as a huge surprise, but there were some high profile bankruptcies announced this week. I do expect there's more to come, but of note, Models, Neiman Marcus, Lord & Taylor, J. Crew, uh, Gold's Gym, another big one. So again, this is the start of, I think, more to come. But instead of just focusing on the doom and gloom and the companies that frankly were already weak to begin with, let's talk about what it's going to take to be strong in retail, capture market share, and be well positioned to move through this cycle. So there are five key things here. Let me touch on them briefly and then we'll go through each one in detail. The first is the adaptation of technology, and this is both inward and outwardly facing. The second is defining a very clear value proposition and extending that throughout all of the marketing and branding. The third is financial strength, being very mindful of leverage. The fourth is frictionless shopping experience. And the fifth is rapid adaptability. All of these are extremely important and let's go through them now. So in terms of the adaptation of technology, from an inwardly facing perspective, this could express itself in something like artificial intelligence that retailers can use to manage their inventory and predict trends in the future. So there's some really interesting high-tech data uh, use and I guess analysis going on right now to help predict what the next trends will be and then also manage those inventory levels. Um, again, this all goes back to profitability and expense management. From an outwardly facing, meaning towards the consumer, outwardly facing technology standpoint, uh, there's some fascinating things happening like heat map and surveillance of stores to show where consumers are going and how long they're staying in certain parts of the store. So this could be extremely useful, number one, if we have to continue social distancing to see kind of how the flow of the store is working, if there are any bottlenecks, etc but also to figure out where people are spending the most time, what products are of interest, what needs to be changed, and what parts of the store consumers aren't getting to, maybe just from a flow perspective. So using surveillance technology and using heat mapping to understand the human flow within the store, I think is a great way to get efficiency. The next thing in terms of technology is creating a completely touchless store. So entrance and exit, already goes really without saying, but we're gonna see more and more of that, but also the checkout process. And this can be done a few ways. I think the easiest would be the, really the sort of more integration of stronger retailer apps. So a lot of retailers have apps right now, they're not great, but I think if we could implement QSR codes, a better checkout process that's touchless by using the app, then that's going to be something that consumers get more and more used to using. And then we'll also create brand loyalty through the app over time. And the, the next thing that we wanna talk about in addition to technology is the value proposition. So we are obviously entering into a recession. Consumers want more than just sales. You know, I read a statistic that 73% of the goods coming out of China are going straight to sale pricing. So they're not even going out and then two weeks later going on sale, they're just on sale. So not only discounting the price of the goods, but clarifying the value proposition of that brand through all of the marketing, through really the brand identity is going to be very important to kind of reel back in the consumer and have them connect to that brand overall. 
The third thing is financial stability. Now this goes really without saying, but in the last seven years, we had a great focus on private equity, high leverage, a lot of really interesting sale leaseback transactions happen. But what that led to was a lot of retailers and a lot of businesses that are extremely leveraged and the debt load is crushing them, frankly, right now. So to get through the next 12 months, two years, five years even, who knows, it's going to take extra cash on hand. The retailer is going to have to be more careful about their expansion and be very mindful about their financial statements. Uh, the next one is frictionless shopping. We've talked about this in some of our other episodes. Curbside pickup is here to stay. Retailers, even like Express, which are you know just straight clothing retailers, are piloting um, curbside pickup along with, of course, Best Buy or grocery stores, et cetera. So curbside pickup is definitely here to stay. Fast shipping, again, we've touched on this, definitely here to stay. Expected that it will be two days, one day shipping, et cetera. And then very easy returns. So just making the whole shopping experience frictionless is going to be an increasing consumer demand, honestly. Uh, the last thing I wanna to touch about is rapid adaptability. Now, it's not enough to just have these ideas. It, as a retailer, you must be able to put them into place quickly and then get rid of the ones that don't work because remember, they're not all gonna work. So some interesting things we've seen come out this week, Gap is announcing or piloting movement into furniture and baby goods. So two lines that have nothing to do with their core competencies, We'll see if that works or if it doesn't, but I think it's great that they're expanding and trying to grab additional market share and profit. Target is piloting same day shipping to compete with Amazon. They've done very well with their fast shipping, but they're adding more and more products to same day shipping from their stores. And then the last one, Bed Bath & Beyond, has turned 25% of their stores into distribution hubs only, no retail. So. I think that's a very progressive move. That's very interesting use of space. And again, all three of those are different models, but they are showing adaptability and rapid adaptability. So once again, it's gonna be the adaptation of technology, both inwardly as an organization, outwardly towards a consumer, defining the value proposition of the brand, cleaning up the financials and being mindful not to over leverage, creating a frictionless shopping experience, and then not being afraid to adapt quickly to market trends. That was Siri Fast Five. I'm Carly Iacono. I look forward to seeing you again soon.